This story contains reference to sexual assault, which may be distressing to some listeners, and discretion is advised. Over the last couple of weeks, the federal government has been rocked by explosive allegations of sexual assault and misconduct. The powder keg was former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins, who, a couple weeks ago, went public with a rape allegation against a male colleague and senior advisor to the Liberal Party. Three other women have since levelled allegations of sexual misconduct against the same man. Following that, on February 26, more allegations surfaced, this time in the form of an anonymous letter sent to several members of Parliament, including the Prime Minister. The letter was written by a woman who has since taken her own life, and it contained historical rape allegations against Attorney General Christian Porter, claims Mr Porter fiercely denies. The month's events have sparked a debate in Australia about the toxic culture of misogyny that pervades Parliament House and many other workplaces. I chatted to Suzanne Legina, a former Parliament House staffer, about her time working in politics and what she thinks needs to change. I'm the CEO of Plan International Australia. Plan is a children's rights and a girls' rights organisation, a global international development agency, works in more than 80 countries in the world. I worked as a political staffer in uh, federal parliament about 20 years ago when I was around 25 to 30. I worked for a senator as a staffer. Parliament is full of, you know, lots of young people. Um, they're working really hard, they're playing really hard. You're in close proximity to power, even if you're not powerful yourself. If you were a female staffer, you did feel like you were often considered a sort of a second-class citizen, that like you weren't really going to be there, that the ambition was preserved for the guys in the group. We certainly ganged together to protect each other. We had ways ourselves of ensuring that, you know, we were never left alone with certain people or we'd become unsaved if we were. It was protective. I, I do think we needed to be, especially when alcohol was involved. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a particular situation where one of my friends had a relationship with a guy who was a married man and then the way that she was ostracised and um, really slut-shamed and... Um, how in that like small environment, you know, because it's like a village inside Parliament House, just how she was treated and how he kind of con could continue living his life. And in fact, his stature in that environment was sort of enhanced by that experience while hers was entirely diminished. And I saw that play out over and over and over again. I harked back to some research we did in 2017 with young people about, young women about their aspirations to lead and in particular their, their thoughts around political life. And what was really interesting is there was very low interest from the girls surveys surveyed at the time in an interest in political life full stop. But the 10 to 15 year old age group, the youngest group that we surveyed had the most amount of interest and then the older they got, the less interest. And in fact, the 18 to 25 year old age group, the age group that Brittany Higgins would find herself in, there was zero interest. 
I look at what's being played out there and I'm wondering, like, what impact is that having on people who aspire to lead, who are imagining for themselves maybe joining a political party or getting involved in political life or public life? Is this acting as a, a you know, is this spurring them on? I hope so. Or is it a deterrent? Are people going, it's not a safe place to be. I don't want to work in that environment. I already see the way that women are treated in the chambers. I also see the way they're treated when they raise concerns outside of it. Is that a place where I want to be? It'd be a start if this week people stopped trying to defend their position and maybe just really listened very deeply and did some serious soul searching and reflection. I haven't really heard anyone humbly say, you know, we got this wrong. We are, you know, there's, we have to do better. This is how we're going to do better. It does feel like it flips straight into how do we protect our reputation? And as long as we're in that mode, I'm just not sure that the sort of mind shift and the heart shift that's required to really create the change is going to happen. And I would also say we need a more diverse parliament. And I'm not just talking here about more women or more white women. I'm talking about like we need more people of different backgrounds, cultural experiences, sexualities, genders, lived abilities, abilities. And until that parliament house and the decision makers properly reflect the community in which they sit, I just feel like we're going to be impaired in our democracy in terms of the decisions we're making. I know it's been a tough week for a lot of people. I would just be sending out a very big sort of virtual hug, asking people to really look after themselves, look after their friends, tune out of the news, take some breaks from it if it's getting too much, seek professional help if you need it, take a rest, but let's not stop. Let's keep going and keep using this moment, I guess, to push for some real gender equality in this country. If this story has raised any issues for you, please seek help. You can call Beyond Blue, Lifeline or 1800RESPECT.